This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Did you know Specialty Produce isn't just open for shopping? For groups of six or more, we offer a more in-depth experience that guides our guests through our fruit and vegetable museum, sharing the story of fruits and vegetables that we've discovered through extensive travel and research. Tour guests will also be introduced to our warehouse and get to taste some of our seasonal favorites. Book your specially produced experience today. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take, Take what, what you, you like, like everybody. Are we live? Yeah, we are live. Wow. Oh, boy. Welcome to the show. We are on episode 99. 99. Can you believe it? We got 99 episodes and a uh, <laughs> Christmas ain't one. <laughs> Christmas ain't one. Let me see. We Tap got it. Uh, I want to share. I am uh, one part of your host, Travis Looney. Um, my cohort, Love My Life, is not here today. Uh, he is out, uh, as uh, Barry put it today, delivering smiles to all of the adults and children around the world. No, he's not Santa Claus. However, uh, he does deliver the packages, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'm talking about Amazon, people. Get your head out of the gutter. Um, today, as you can see to the right of me, left on your screen, screen probably, um, is Sydney and Barry Williams. Can we get a little bit of? I wish we had one of those buttons where we could be like, "Hey, ah," you know, like on radio. So we'll just do it ourselves, right? Um, Make our own sound effects. As you can see, today's episode is episode ninety-nine, "Hiking My Feelings," uh, the book. Uh, and as you can see on your screen next to our sign, there, there's a book there. There's a book called "Hiking My Feelings." Uh, what's the other part of it? Stepping into the, the healing power of nature. That's exactly what it's called. Um, and so today, uh, you've been busy. You guys have been gone. <laughs> yeah, we have been. Is this the first time y'all back on since mm-hmm, you've been yeah. back? Wow, wild, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've seen them on the on the podcast and on the live before. Uh, again, a little reminder for all of you that are just listening. You can also join us uh, live um, on our Facebook page, uh, Travis and Pete, at Travis and Pete, something like that. Um, and you can kind of interact with us. Uh, if you're listening to this now, though, on the podcast, that was last week. <laughs> so join us any Thursday when we're here. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, without further ado, can we, let's get a little introduction just for the people who don't know exactly who you are and can't see you. Um, so my name is Sydney Williams and I'm the founder and author of Hiking My Feelings, Stepping into the ha- Healing Power of Nature. Heyo. Heyo. And I am the husband of Hiking My Feelings, 
I drive the bus, make the wheels go round and round, and do everything that she doesn't. Yeah, that's Barry right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, the last time you were with us, you were about to go on a a journey of sorts um, across the United States. That is true. What happened? Uh, we went on a journey around the United States. Yeah. How long did that last? Uh, we left in March. We got back the week before Thanksgiving, so we were on the road for just over eight months. And over the course of the eight months, I shared my story with 64 different audiences, and Barry and I led 69 hikes around the U.S., encouraging folks to get off the couch and on the trail. We were quite busy. I mean, it sounds a little busy. Yeah, mildly busy. Do you know, uh, if, you know, without... I'm sure you do know. Like, so what was the mileage count? Um, 21,000 miles driven around the U.S. Jiminy, how many uh, miles did you hike? Uh, probably more than 600. I think it clocked in at right under right under six, but I know I didn't record all the hikes, but the ones that I tracked was just under six. So we'll say 600 plus. And how many talks did you do? 64. 64. Mm-hmm. Do you still like talking after that? Yep. All right. <laughs> I miss it. You know? Well, I was telling Barry, I was like, I get a little fussy uh, when I don't tell my story after a while because I just like, I really like being on stage and or standing in front of people and just feeling seen and heard and having that interaction with folks and hearing what they've survived and stuff like that. So uh, when I don't have a chance to do that after a bit, I get a little fussy because I want to be, I want to be. Helping people. So, like, your your adult binky of sorts is being on stage. Yes. Right? <laughs> so, if, like, lovely. instead of rocking Sydney whenever she gets cranky, we're all just all like, put her on stage. Where's, Somebody just where's listen karaoke to her night? stupid story. <laughs> Not <laughs> stupid at all. And then speaking of stories, um, so, the, you know, essentially you went around the United States, not essentially, literally, uh, yeah. went around the United States and you had a 42 lot. states. 42 states? Yeah. Is that Cla- Alaska? Did you go to Alaska? We did not do Alaska or okay. Hawaii or Puerto Kentucky. Rico? We didn't do Kentucky. Uh, well, <laughs> that's why you're back here today sitting next to us. Obviously, Pete asked <laughs> them yesterday. It. They were like, did, did you go to Kentucky? And I'm like, well, they're here, aren't they? Because, <laughs> yeah, that's, we made it. that's a thing. Uh, so <clears throat> you went and you did your talks uh, mostly at REI, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so you know you talked to a lot of people, and then you did hikes and and all that good stuff. Um, but now there's a new baby, right? Yeah, like it's it, a baby. It's a baby. Um, tell us a little bit about the baby. So I have known since I was a child that someday I would write a book. I just didn't know what it would be about. I didn't know when I'd write it. If it would be true or like a true story or if it would be like a novel, I actually already knew it was going to be a memoir. Um, so I just been living my life. And then my uh, a friend of mine told me last year that I should quit my job and write the book. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And uh, I hadn't done the second hike across the island yet. Um, I hadn't discovered all the things I discovered on the island uh, when I did that hike last year. So I quit and I was like, I'll write the book someday. Um, and I started writing it right after I got off the trail last year um, with my intention to be to finish it while I was on that trip with, to Norway with my father. Um, but that didn't happen. So when we left this year, I was like, yeah, you know, if it if it works out that I write a book, then I'll write it. I know I'm going to do it at some point. And it wasn't the plan to write it this year. Um, but I was booking dates for uh, Michigan. And the, one of the stores that I was uh, booking a date with in Grand Rapids was like, hey, 
where do we buy your book? And I was like, uh, it's not written yet. Shit. Uh, how do I do this? Right. So I was like, uh, well, you know, um, it'll probably be available by the time I get there. And if it is, then you can absolutely purchase it. And I'd be more than happy to sign copies. And so that kind of lit the fire under my butt. Cause I was like, okay, if somebody wants to carry the book, that isn't written yet, I should probably write it. So I looked at my schedule and I knew that we had the week of 4th of July off. And I was like, I've been giving this talk around the country because the talk ended up being the outline for the book. So the book is the longer version of the talk, what doesn't fit in a 45 minute to hour long presentation. Um, So it's all the stories and it starts with uh, 2014, which was like the hardest year of my life, and then goes all the way through to the second um, hike itself where I had all my big revelations last year. So... The book uh, wasn't part of the plan this year, but then it happened, and so I had a whole week off, and I was like, I just – I think this is when I'm going to write it. Um, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I've heard so many authors talk about how hard it is to look at the blank screen and get started, and I was like, I don't want that to be my experience. So in the spirit of like tap into life, manifesting your best self and all that stuff, I was like, what do I want my story to be about how I wrote this book? Like when I'm sitting next to Ellen – Mm-hmm. Or Travis, you know, like That's whatever fine. comes first. Um, or Kelly Clarkson. And they asked me, like, hey, girl, this bestseller, like, how'd you write it? What's the deal? Tell me about your process. I was like, what do I want to tell them when they ask me? And I was like, I want this to be the most beautiful week of my life. I want this to be a wonderful experience. I want the words to just, like, flow out of my fingertips onto the page. And that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. And I just sat there and thank you the husband, um, for keeping me hydrated and fed. Cause like I just sat, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to take some deep breaths, start writing. And then my fingers were busy all day. I listened to one album, um, by a band called the movement. It's their new album called ways of the world. I listened to that on repeat. Nice. Um, and that was like, that got me into flow state. Like immediately I'd wake up and I'd be like, turn on the song and I'd be like, and now it's time to write. Brrr. And it was one of the most beautiful weeks of my life. It was the easiest writing I've ever done, ever. Yeah. I the was, publishing process, not so easy. Well, you know, Bit I'm of a dumpster fire, thoroughly, but everything else was great. <laughs> you know, I'm thoroughly impressed because, you know, you, you you wrote this. I mean, you've had this in your head for a very long time. This book right. has I've been, been living it. Living it, yeah. right. But, like, the, the process of you writing it and getting it published and, you know, to this beautiful thing we have right here um, – I guess in the grand scheme of things, as long as you've been living this life, didn't really take that long, right? Just because, no. you know, you were in the zone, you were able yeah. to publish, all that good stuff. Um, guys, this book, you know, and I'm not just saying this because we're friends here, but it's like, this book is a book. I'm not, I, I don't read a lot. If, if my, you know, ADD kicks in a little mm. bit and, and it has to be kind of like the perfect font, the perfect weight, you know what I mean? And that's all of these things. Not to mention the story in it is beautiful. There's um, some really cool writing prompts. There's some, uh, there's a coloring page. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Who puts a coloring page I in their book? Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking, so the way that the book's constructed, um, I'm just going to like go into it. it. So this is the cover. Hi, people. Uh, So it it like signifies the journey all the way around. So all these little icons are part of my story. Um, and they all sign- like carry through to the interior of the book. So from so a design do a, do a little bit of like um, uh, talk to the people who are listening and not watching. Like, what does this book look? Oh, like? so the people that are listening. So it's got uh, a big mountain on it in the middle, but it looks like a trail map. So if you've ever looked at a map, 
um, a topographic map where you can see the different elevation profile of the land that you're walking on. That's the background of the uh, book. And then it looks like there's a nice little trail yeah. going around. So it's kind of like your trail for life, your little journey, your trail for your healing journey. So um, I wanted the book to be something that you would keep with you um, and something that you wouldn't just like pass off once you got done reading um, because it serves as a guide. So the story itself, I don't take you out of the story to teach you stuff. So you just read the story and you're like, wow, that's inspirational and sad and funny and hilarious and oh my god she almost pooped her pants on the trail that's wild um and then by the time you get to the end like the book is the story of how i reconnected my mind and body so by the time you get to the end there's this beautiful little coloring page and for those of you that aren't uh watching us live it's a mountain and there's a mandala in the back and it's like really really nice to color so i was thinking when you get done reading some heavy stuff like get back in your body because the book is my story, but a lot of people that have read it so far have said that they found their story in it. So this book is going to inspire you to think about your life differently. It's going to teach you how to reflect and look back and connect the dots on your own stuff. Um, so I wanted to have you an opportunity for readers to get back in their body after reading because you're going to be like really in your head evaluating your story, your life and all that stuff around it. And then you color and coloring is great. And then the back of the book is set up um, to encourage you to Look at your life through different prompts. So if it's the print version, it's you can actually write in it. If you get the ebook version, then it's just like a bulleted list of these prompts. Um, and this is designed to help pull out the lessons that I learned on the trail and apply them to your everyday life. Even if you have no intention of hiking whatsoever, that is what we're doing here. Perfect. So and here's the thing. It's like this is not only uh, – an would you call this an autobiography like – I think it's an inspirational memoir. Thank you. Okay, yeah. so that's a lot better because that, it didn't really like sit well whenever I said that. But it's like yeah. going into it, I, I want everybody that's listening to know that this you may not know necessarily who Sydney and Barry Williams are yet, um, but you don't have to, right, to be right. able to read this book. So a lot of people will look and they'll say, well, I don't know anything about this person, so I, I don't know if I can read it. I don't know if I'll, it'll make sense. It will. So that's the thing is, like, you get to read it, and then you connect the dots for yourself. Like, tons of people I've heard have just been reading it and going, oh, my God, I didn't – people feel alone, right? And so whenever they read stuff like this, they go, I didn't – I thought it was just me. You know yeah. what I mean? That's I, I had a lot of those aha moments in that book is just – Oh my gosh, I didn't know anybody else went through this. So don't hesitate to pick it up because you don't think that you think that you have to know who they are before you read it because you don't. Right. Um, it is a very inspiring tale. Um, it just happens to be true, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, it's just, we've all been through some stuff. And as we've gone around the country, like one of the best, I would say, perks of doing what we did this year is just connecting with so many people and realizing like, but the worst thing that's happened to me may be very different from the worst thing that's happened to you, but we've all been through some mm -hmm. shit. And when we start talking about it and we create these spaces where it's okay to do so, um, we realize like we all have a lot more in common than we think because yeah. like I don't want to like live in my trauma and like have these bonds with other people who are also stuck in a trauma cycle. But if we can start with the hardest stuff that's ever happened to us, then I think we can find a lot, com a lot of common ground pretty easily. Yeah, I think it's very important to know that, you know, well, for me at least, it's always been that when you get on that common ground with somebody, you connect. Um, there's a lot of division. I'm not going to go too much into it. Right now in our, our world, there's so much division that whenever we can make those like little links, you know what I mean, and bring us closer together, and then it's like the next one, we really realize that we're more alike than, than not, you know? Yeah, well, and I think one of the other things, too, that's interesting, especially as it pertains to the division that you spoke of, is that... Um, 
it doesn't matter who you voted for when it comes to trauma. Like mm-hmm. that has no influence as to whether or not you're ever going to experience something hard. Um, and I think that what you said is absolutely true in that we met so many people all over the country this year that probably definitely don't share our same beliefs or live their lives the way we do, but they can identify with the story around what it means to experience something difficult and get back up when life punches you in the face and knocks you down. Agreed. Agreed. It makes it makes us feel way, way, way more connected. Yeah. Um, so your favorite, uh, Barry, what was your favorite, this whole thing that went on for the past several months? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm bringing you into this one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what is, you know, this whole process that you saw her doing as she was writing and, and all that? Um, and she said that, you know, you helped her stay hydrated. You know, you drove the bus. Like, what was it like as her husband watching her go through this process of writing this book, birthing this baby? Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know. What, what are those, what are those, those nurses that help people like push the thing out you know? oh yeah a doula a doula yeah push the doula. thing out <laughs> <laughs> you midwife the shit out of this baby book well you know i obviously she's a talented writer sure um very good speaker wildly beautiful my god keep going yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm here for this um so you know i've been ready for this book to come out for quite a while yeah and it's like if you know, if we had the book, we could probably sell it. You know, <laughs> like we're we're going around to sixty four of these places, and uh-huh. I would venture to guess if you're like, would you like to buy this book? Did they you like the story? Would right? you like to buy the book? <laughs> yes, okay. And then like, so you know, she did this thing in less than a week, and it was great because we just had the week off, and you know, she she literally seven in the morning till probably seven eight at night, she was just working wild, and so all I had to do was stay out of the way. It was great. Uh, yeah, give yourself a little more credit than that. I feel like there was a little bit more than to it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. b- b- amazing breakfasts and, you yeah. know, just kind of kept the, you know. Fair, you have an energy to you. So I think that just even if you were just sitting there, like, she was soaking up the good vibes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's – and what, what you know, as a, as a partner to anybody, whenever you have – you know what they have in them mm. and it takes their own time to get it out, a.k.a. this book um, – I'm obviously you're not a pushy person, but did you, was there times where you're just like wanted to grab her and be like, write the damn book. So there's, there's two instances. One was, you know, like if we had the book, I bet you people would buy it because people were actually asking for it. And, you know, and it was a lot of talk, not a lot of writing, but once it did actually happen, once we honestly had the time to actually sit down and do it, uh, you know, it was one of the easier things she's done. I knew it would be easy. She didn't. Yeah, because she's just wildly talented. So that being aside, so we're up in New Hampshire and we're dealing with this nightmare of a situation getting this thing published with her publisher and all that stuff. And I'm like, how long are you going to let this thing go? And she got all mad and like because she thought I was attacking her. And I'm like, no, like you're being taken advantage of by this publishing company, you know, because I mean, she when did you put in the manuscript? August. And when did you actually fire them? October. October. And we had we hadn't even gotten through the approval like screening process of looking through the book and getting it okayed to actually be published. I mean, it took right. us that long, and and so she, you know, fired them rightfully so, and then chose to self publish, and that and it came out just the way that she wanted to. So and that and that's so wild. So, um, but I thought she was gonna take my head off. Well, sure. <laughs> I almost. I'm did. like, I'm just trying to help, man. <laughs> Just all right. I'm gonna go back into the kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I get that. And so here's the thing: is that 
with that book, and you, so you had some like ups and downs with this publisher. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to name names of who your publisher was going to be. We don't have to it do was, that if we don't want yeah. to. Yeah, well, all I can do go through the whole thing, but keep going. I'll, uh, yeah. So, you know, there was a, a, a major publisher that um, you were trying to get this self-published through, right? Um, and this story, you know, after reading it, it's – I can't think of anything that you could take out – that wouldn't just screw the whole book up, right? And so the problem was was that you were having like pushback about some of the stories and some of the tales and all this stuff, and you just kept saying, I can't do that because it doesn't make a buck anymore. Right. right? So what was that process like? Do you are you you obviously are very happy with the outcome. Yes. I think that it could not have gone any better than it did, right? Correct. Um, but what would – if was there something that – well, there's going to be a next book, obviously. And what would you do different? Would you do the same thing that you did with this book? Yeah. So I had originally signed – so here's just for a quick like one-two on what publishing is these days because I think I definitely had expectations for what it would be like to publish a book. So a traditional publishing deal, which is like the big dream and that's what I had envisioned for myself as an author was you get a literary agent. Agent, they agree to represent you, then they shop your manuscript around, and then they submit your manuscript on your behalf to these different major publishing houses. Now, most major publishers will not accept submissions from people who don't have an agent. I did not have an agent, nor did I have the time or resources to find one. So my thought was... I know that at some point I'd love to get a traditional publishing deal. They take more royalties, but the distribution's there because they right. have the network. So I was like, okay, in the absence of that... Where do I want to end up if I could get a publishing deal and who has the resources on board already to help me support what I'm doing in the self-publishing world? So I wanted to be with Hay House. Hay House is the only publishing house that I was looking at. I didn't have an agent, so I couldn't submit to them. But they did have a self-publishing arm called Balboa Press. And I was like, Balboa, San Diego. Oh, my God. This is so cute. So I signed with them. And the deal was I pay them to help design and distribute my book. I'm not a designer and I'm not a distributor. And there was a little bit of a marketing package in there as well. Marketing is my profession prior to authoring books. So I already knew how to do that. I signed up for the one that I liked. And that's where everything got wild. So the first step, my my manuscript's already written. I don't need your help developing characters. Like, this is ready to go. Put it on the press. Let's do it. Um, But we were fighting about three sentences for two months. They told me that I couldn't tell you that my rapist was a colleague from work because they said that he could self-identify and sue me. I'm sorry. If my rapist self-identifies as my rapist, he just confessed to a crime. Not That's not my problem. Like, right. he cannot come after me. Like, in my mind, he can't come after me for raping me, and then I write about it. Right. Like, no. <laughs> like, yes, that is the law. Yes, there is libel, and I get that. Like, if I was like, hey, it was this dude at this place in this time. This year, like, yeah. the, You know, like, if I gave any kind of identifying information, I can understand their concern. But I didn't. Right. That was the literal sentence. I said, I woke up with my rapist on top of me, a colleague from work. They said I couldn't include that. I also, to illustrate um, how I thought I was making empowered choices following the assault, but I wasn't, I was sharing the story about how I dated a guy that was married. He, like, forgot to mention that he was married. And I thought that I was empowered when I was in that relationship because I chose to stay because he said he was getting a divorce. And I was like, I love what I think we could be. And I thought I was empowered. Little did I know I just had no self-respect and I had no self-worth whatsoever because the thing that you do that is empowered after an assault is not date a married person. What? But I didn't know that because I was in a trauma state. (laughs) So they said that I couldn't talk about that either because – 
And that's all I said. I dated a married man after the assault. I didn't tell you what year. I didn't give you his name or his profession or where he's from or how he met. That's all I said was that I dated a married guy. And they said that I couldn't do that because he could come sue. And I was Mm. like, why? Because his wife might be pissed. Like, she already knows, I'm sure. Right. He's probably done this to thousands of other women by now, too. That was a long time ago. And then finally, they were saying that I couldn't tell you about my uh, coach who assaulted a minor and, like, sexually assaulted a minor and how – I could not go to work because it was such a huge trigger for me knowing that my boss was also a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't know that was what was happening. So in order for me to reflect upon my exit from the skydiving industry, I was just like, you know, I I got to be able to talk about this. So when that wasn't the case and we kept going back and we kept going back and we kept going back trying to get these sentences approved, Barry was like, how long are you going to deal with this? And I was like, nah! and I like walked off the off the – uh, we were staying on his parents' boat. I walked, I left the boat. I walked over to the bathhouse and I was just like rage stomping and I'm pulling up my emails and I was like, when did, actually, okay, so he's like probably right. So um, <laughs> when did I submit my manuscript? August. And this was now end of September, beginning of October. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is, at this point, my options were change all of those things. And then at that point, my memoir is a work of fiction because it takes out all the points that I'm trying to make. It takes out the way that I expand the definition of sexual assault to include what happened to me because I thought that it was only like violence in an alley with a stranger with a gun to your head. That's not the case. Acquaintance, right. rape, acquaintance rape is real. That's why I said it was somebody that I knew from work. I could change all those and then my book isn't a book anymore or I could write under a pen name and falsify all the information. And I was like, bitch, listen, right. <laughs> I have been holding this story to myself for over a decade. I'm writing it as Sydney Williams and my name will be front and center on that fucking cover. Believe me. Yeah. So I fired them. Um, I lost $400 on the deal. Cause that was how far along I was in the process. I got the rest of my money back. Thank God. Um, and then I hired a designer from Upwork. Like I uploaded the project. Upwork is a network of freelance and different people who are creative with skills. Um, I uploaded a creative brief. I said I need interior design for print and ebook, and I need a cover and all this stuff. And I had 15 bids on the end, on the project within three hours. And I met my designer, and I was like, there was one guy that like chased me down. He was like, hey, his name was King. King, if you're listening, love you. Next project, maybe. Uh, he found me on my personal Instagram, my professional Instagram, my personal Facebook, my professional Facebook, my email. And he was like, hey, my name's King. I'm the man for the job. And after like fiddle fucking around with that publishing company for two months, I was like, this is the kind of clear communication, want to do the work that I'm looking right. for. And I didn't end up hiring that guy. The one I ended up hiring has had a entire career in the publishing industry, owns his own publishing company with him and his wife now. Um, and I was just like, yeah. This is the one I want. Like, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm really excited to work with him. And I got to pick everything that I want there. Like, I don't know that my book, A, my book might not have ever gotten published if I had stuck with that. Yeah. At least definitely not by them. Like, I would have figured it out, but it definitely wouldn't have looked like this. I can tell you that much. Because if I couldn't even get through content review, how was I to trust that I would get a designer who could execute my vision on the design? Because the design of a book is so important. And more than anything, I didn't want to be influenced by industry standards and what's popular. Like, yeah, there is a point. You don't want it to be ugly and like not shelvable, but I guarantee you, I wouldn't come up with this. They would have, they would have wanted to have like me power posing on a mountain. That's your cover. 
you look like literally every other book and it's not personal to me. Right. Um, so I legit could not be happier with how it turned out. It's beautiful. Yeah. It really is it beautiful. Really is. And it feels uh, good in your hands. That's what I was about oh, to say. I keep on, every God. time I hold it, I'm all like, <laughs> it's a girthy book. Yeah. And it's, but it's not because it's thick or anything. It's just got a good weight to it. Yeah. It's a bookie book. It's a bookie book. It's totally a book. Yeah. You wrote a book. But I'm hearing, it's got like, pages I've, and everything. Yeah. Well, and I've heard from like multiple people, they're like, I don't read fast. I'm already on chapter five. Like, uh-huh. I cannot stop reading it. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we've got some cool stuff coming up in 2020 to help, like, guide people through the experience, too. Because, like, the journal prompts are cool. Um, but I wanted to take it a step further and, like, offer up more nuance to the prompts themselves and, like, get people in the habit of creating these rituals. Because the only reason that any of what you see with Hiking My Feelings is possible is because I have created a life where I'm able to prioritize what I want to do. Right. And that doesn't mean that everybody has to go quit their job, sell everything they own, move into a van and do what we're doing. But there are lessons that I learned on the trail that you can integrate into your life, regardless of whether or not you're ever going to go hike. Sure. So our read and reflect um, program course, I don't know what the heck you call it. Um, it goes through week by week, one chapter a week. And it talks to you about, it talks you through the prompts. It gives you an affirmation for that chapter. Like, what is the theme of this chapter and how can I integrate these lessons into love, work, all the things that like you go through every day. Um, so that starts in January. And then after the first 18 week thing that we do with that, that leads up to our hike in Chicago. And then after that, it'll just be evergreen. So when you buy the book, if you want to go and like dig deep and go through and start, use this book as like your guide to help you with your journey, then we have that available to them as well. So uh, quickly and um, not so quickly, can I go more into detail about those two things that you just said? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next couple things that's going on? You were talking about the hike and, uh, hike and read, read and heal, hike and... Yeah. Uh, what's so, that? so 2020, uh, we have a couple different things coming up. So for an online, free, easy way to like do the work with us um, would be the read and reflect, which is what I just outlined. So that starts January 19th. And for the 18 weeks that follow, we go through one chapter. There's 18 chapters in the book. Um, We go through one chapter a week, and then that will lead up to our hike around Chicago, which is happening in late May into June. So it's a 220-mile hike around the city of Chicago to raise awareness and um, money for the American Diabetes Association, RAIN, which is the uh, National Assault Survivor Hotline, and um, for Hiking My Feelings and the Outer Belt Alliance, which is the nonprofit organization that fund, or founded the, the trail that we're hiking. That's awesome. So yeah. there is. So where where do we find uh, hiking my feelings? And can you just drop all the things yeah? So one? all the things. So if you want to do events, um, hikingmyfeelings.com slash events is where you can find our hike and sign and camp events, which is like our my version of a book tour signing where we go. I'll do a reading from the van. We go for a hike at the summit. We'll walk through some of the prompts in the back of the book. Then we hike back down and then we do a book signing in the van. I give you a tour of the van and then you can go on about your day or you can come back with us in camp. Um, so those those events, the regular book tours um, like at REI stores and bookstores, all of that is at hikingmyfeelings.com slash events. If you want to buy the book um, and you're a listener of Travis and Pete, uh, if you use the code tap into life at hikingmyfeelings.com, um, when you buy the book, you'll save 10%. Come on. Yeah. And then um, we're on Instagram, Hiking My Feelings, and Facebook, Hiking My Feelings as well. Yeah, there's a lot. Of the, check out the website for sure. Yeah, um, all start of there, this, and yeah. especially like if you're if you're looking to get a copy of the book, start at the website. Um, we're selling a couple of handful of different book packages, but that also links to the other retailers where you can get it. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all those fun places. Yeah, hat. There's swag. 
cool yeah, swag. Got cool they got swag. hats that glow in the dark. Yeah. Uh, there's. You still have like the. You're still doing the t-shirts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, still doing so t-shirts and you stuff. Can, uh, you can get all kinds of t-shirts and swag and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's cool. It all is this cool. is like a cool thing, right? Yeah. Uh, check out this book for sure. Not only whenever you check it out, uh, when you buy it. Because y'all are going to want this, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with this awesome discount. Um, go on to and write a review, right? Go on yes. Amazon.com. Uh, yeah, reviews and, are reviews are big for us. Um, that's how we get the word out. That's how more people see it. And that helps the ranking yeah. on Amazon in particular. So we can move up. So when people are searching for like a book that's related to our topic, right. um, then they can find that as like a suggested next read and yeah. stuff like that. So. I promise you, you will they'll have all kinds of aha moments whenever you read this book. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I think it's one book uh, that I know that I'll read again. It's one of those nice reminders type deal, yep. right? Um, Big time. And then you can go on to hikingmyfeelings.com. You can also you've got it to where you can print out the coloring page. Yeah. So if you go to hikingmyfeelings.com, um, the coloring page that's in the book, I have the PDF so you can print out the full-size copy. Because, I mean, like some people don't want to color in the book. The backside of that page in the book is a blank page, so you're not going to like bleed through onto any yeah. text or anything. But – um, if you want to blow it up, if you want to like paint it and make it real pretty, um, and when you do that, like let us know because the gal that designed it, um, my friend Catherine that I met in Missoula, did a really nice job. Yeah, like it's it's such a beautiful coloring page. I'm so excited about it. So there you go. How about that? How about everybody go on that's listening right now? Go over there and get your hiking my feelings. Um, yeah, just do some print doodles. out page. Do yeah. some doodles and then uh, and you save ten percent with that too. So. Right. What's the best way to tag you and like so take take a picture of your 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 coloring painting page, yeah. and your coloring page um, and then. Post it on your favorite social media with the hashtag Hiking My Feelings. Hiking My Feelings. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks thank for you, having thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for home. being here. Right. It's so good to have you all home. Um, if you need anything else, always and, and forever, just go ahead and uh, private message Pete and I, uh, as well as we're going to drop all of Sydney's. She's. We just dropped the. Uh, the book and everything right there in the comments. Uh, but if you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out to anybody here right now, right? We've got yeah. uh, Sydney Williams. We've got Barry Williams, which is on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yes. Which is, what's your handle? Maker of Waves. Maker of Waves. Um, and then mine, I don't even know. My, oh, Little, Little Loon. Loon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Facebook is more my thing. Uh, but yeah. Guys, again, thank you for showing up. Yeah. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Thanks for the party sandwiches. <laughs> yes, you're welcome for the party <laughs> and sandwiches. And the best apples ever. <laughs> uh, thank you, especially Produce, for this opportunity. Thank you, Danielle, Vegan Danielle, for uh, you know being the best person and podcast producer ever. Uh, again, hikingmyfeelings.com, as always. Oh, you got to be the center, uh, the center heart. Oh. Uh, <laughs> from our heart. I always say heart. 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 From our heart to yours. To yours. Get off uh, here and go tap into life. Yeah, tap into it. Go for a hike. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap into life. life.